multiverse, it is time for Minions and Music! Hey, welcome back in. To me, it's in Musings. Evil Jeff back behind the mic. And if you're listening in, you saw the title. Yes, it is story time. It's time for a book review. <laughs> Something a little bit different. Now, I know I had said that the next thing I was working on uh, dealt with books and it was something a little different. I'm still putting all that together. So, hang tight. I will get to that. But... I just finished up a book, and if nobody has read this one yet or not, I don't know. Um, it's been around for a while. So I figured, uh, maybe you didn't, didn't know about it. Maybe you hadn't heard about it. So let's, uh, let's kind of do a quick review. The book in particular is of Dice and Men, uh, the story of Dungeons and Dragons and the people who play it, by David M. The Walt. Uh, it was published back in 2013. Um, Mr. DeWalt, and let me get back in here what he was. Um, he is a journalist writing about games for Forbes magazine. And he also gets on TV and radio and talks about them. But he also plays. Plays a lot of D&D. Uh, and like us, like well, excuse me, excuse me. Like many of us, uh, played young, got out of it, and then came back to it. So, I I think there's a bit of resonance that many people can have with how he thinks, how he had thought in the past, um, little bits here and there. So you know, it was, it was nice read. Um, I like the book. It is not overly long. You're only talking a total of 276 pages in here. I mean, I read it over several nights, just reading chapter or two here or there. So it wasn't, wasn't too bad. Now, the gentleman read, uh, you know, writes for Forbes magazine, talking about games and so forth, and you might be asking, well, what sort of angle is he taking? Well, the fact that he is a past, you know, was a past gamer, is a gamer, and actually maybe I shouldn't say gamer. Maybe RPGer. No, that doesn't flow too well either, right? <laughs> Role player and everything. Um, you get a really good sense here. The book is written more like a bit of a, investigation into D&D's past and sort of his connection with it. You don't really feel like there's an agenda here, and there really isn't an agenda other than to try to present facts in a neutral light. So many times that in the past gaming could have been thought of as negative, and surely 2013... Is definitely one of those time frames that we could still say there was some negativeness. But, you know, a lot of things were changing at that point as well. 
Um, I think I start, we started to see a little bit more acceptance coming along probably after 2010. But certainly by that point, as we were heading into D&D uh, 5e being released, I think we could really get a good sense that uh, things were changing. But in this book, it is not trying to be super praiseworthy of things. It's more like, here is the past that a lot of people may not know, especially for newer players. It's also not a huge amount of fanboyness. I like that. There was no overly fawning of it. You know, yes, there was personal fawning. Like, oh my goodness, I can't believe you know, this person that did this. Oh, I went to this location. I've done this. And it's like, okay. You know, somebody who is a journalist with credentials, you know, like writing for Forbes and everything, probably has a little bit more pull here and there than some of the rest of us. Unless you're, say, knowing people in the industry pretty well and probably can do things. Um, I'm trying to double check all my notes and everything as I say there. So we're getting into the you know, history of D&D, sort of here, the story, and is not a super deep dive into it, but I think it's, it's, um, it's not just scratching the surface. You know, it gets down a layer or two in there, so you really get a better sense of feeling of viewpoints at the time. Uh, is it exactly what happened I have to think that Mr. Uh, Iwalt went through and did a lot of investigation elsewhere you know went to a lot of as many of the primary sources as he could but also pulled upon other areas you know articles that had been written interviews that had been given in the past and was able to collect a lot of that and help synthesize the viewpoint that we get here. One of the other parts that the book does is also show how Dungeons & Dragons has influenced some other things. In the book, we talk about somewhere um, something that is not a LARP. Now, I know some people are like, oh, LARPing? Yeah, that's kind of crazy. You know, if you've done it in the past, I mean, I was at a convention. I was asked to uh, do uh, security for different areas. And one of the easiest things for me to do was also be part of the LARP that was there as just one of those stations to do things. Uh, also act in a, you know, kind of do the things I wanted to do here and there. So, you know. In among itself, it wasn't bad. Uh, but in here, they talk about uh, a different sort of idea. It's not LARPing, per se. It is more or less an adventure. And you might want to go look this up. He talks about something called Otherworld. And I'm trying to remember. It's an adventure weekend. And this actually happens up in Connecticut. So, and he does like to make a distinction. It's, it's a very, 
good to read that because I thought you got a good distinction as to what Otherworld was and how it was not a LARP. And it definitely is not a LARP. Uh, while you could dress up, it was really not super encouraged to go and dress up, you know, to be the character and body it and so forth. Okay. As you read the book, you're going to find um, areas of the game that the author is in. Talking about his personal game that one of his buddies runs, that he's part of, and going through this, and I guess, I don't know if it, how much of a campaign it is. Um, sounded kind of interesting. I, you know, it's kind of weird to see that in there and then talk about, you know, the history of D&D. And I wasn't sure if we were, like, trying to bind all the different areas of the book together. I mean, without that sort of additional material, it'd almost be bland, you know, quite sufficingly. It'd be bland in there. So it, it was nice to have it in there. Could you have done without it? Eh, maybe. Maybe. Now, I want to go ahead and give you guys a, a little piece here, though. And I'm not reading everything. Um, there's some good points throughout the book that I think any player and GM can have. But there are some uh, quotes and advice that are given in the latter half of the book. And I want to bring up two little pieces here I think that are really, 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 really good. Uh, at the one point, the author is talking to a respected member of the community. I'm not going to tell you who it is. I want you to read the book yourself. But he asks a question. What is the secret to being a good dungeon master? And here we go. This is the paragraph afterward. Emphasize priorities with your players, he said. We all have, especially in this day and age, a very limited amount of time. So when you sit down at a gaming table, don't waste time on trivialities. Don't get bogged down in rules arguments. Resolve them equitably and keep and quickly and keep things moving. It's pretty good sound advice there. There's another little piece over here as well. Um, and this was for again the author who is considering becoming a DM. You know, the first time he was DMing campaign and there was a lot of anxiety in there. You know, what happens when a party comes up with some unexpected solution to a problem? And he asks here, um, you know, what if my players come up with a great idea and I have no idea how to respond, I asked. I can't plan for every path they might take ahead of time. Isn't that impossible? The answer right after it, a good DM doesn't need to counter every clever idea with a clever rebuttal. They collaborate with players to find common ground, a place where both can be comfortable. And this is the key coming up. Remember, the game master is part of the group. He said, it is not an adversarial situation, though plenty of game masters run it that way. You know, there's... That's just two little pieces right there, but I think 
it screams out something that we that anybody should hear, whether you're a player or a DM. Overall, good book. Um, good book here. Um, again, the hardback. This is a hardback copy that I was reading. Now, uh, I went and happened to have this uh, from the library here that I'm at. Would I recommend you read it? Yes. Would I recommend you go out and buy it and read it? Well, if you've got to have a collection, I guess. Um, I, I wouldn't buy a hardback of it. I don't think I'd buy a softback of it. Would I buy a Kindle version of it if it was less than the softback? Maybe. Um, I think I would actually, if you have the opportunity, see if your local library has it and give it a read. Um, maybe you can find it in a used bookstore somewhere. Who knows? I don't expect a huge amount of copies of it. But that being said... <laughs> Um, you know, just something to, to think about there. So yeah, there's our quick little review of Dice and Men, the story of Dungeons and Dragons and the people who play it. David M. The Walt. Well, thank you for sticking through with this. And next time out, uh, we're going to talk more books and maybe... I actually get to the subject matter that I really, really wanted to get to. Have a great evening, and we'll see you in the future.